0: This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anne M. Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time the Babysitter's club, club.
1: Jack, we're recording. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You are being joined today by Cyril... My baby Cyril Shepherd Morgan. Mhm. Morgan mm-hmm. Shepherd. How do you guys like to do his name?
0: Uh it's just Cyril. He doesn't go by his surname that often it doesn't come up. Shepherd Morgan. Cyril James Morgan Shepherd.
1: Okay. Cyril James Morgan Shepherd, yeah. I am accompanied by no one because I cleared my schedule and my commitments this evening because I knew I had to record with you. Mhm. Uh, despite the fact that I am leaving very bright and early for Los Angeles tomorrow. Uh-huh, that's actually not how it's pronounced. Los Angeles. Okay, I think you got it that time. I have to get up at five in the morning to go do that, but yep, I, I'm I'm here. I'm ready to record. But the you committing. are uh, taking care of a child, huh? This
0: is literally a club for babysitting.
1: Do you want me to keep an eye on the boy? I'm
0: the only one with a baby. Um, we were real uh, work boys today, Tanner.
1: You and I were work boys. Meaning that we, you and I, have already had one Skype conversation today.
0: Yeah, but people don't know this about us. It's like a different version of ourselves.
1: You and I are actually trusted... Trusted colleagues. Colleagues and professionals at a major media company that we shound that name on this podcast. You called me
0: up and you were like, I want to talk about the Germany numbers.
1: (laughs) That is true. I was acting in my capacity as the deputy editorial director of... Media company international, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, "We should." Well, there is a lot of content strategy we could deploy, and you were acting in your capacity as the director of content strategy mm-hmm. at our major media company. Uh huh. And we had a discussion about long tail traffic in the yeah. German market. I was like, uh, "Are there any uh, pinfluencers that we can uh, leverage?" You thought you thought our conversation about long tail evergreen content. <laughs> traffic in germany yeah was fascinating enough uh, to warrant mention on our podcast
0: i just wanted to create this world for the baby nation of th- the other kinds of conversations that we have We're and then very he different and, men
1: baby nation then he sat and pissed and moaned for <laughs> half an hour i called him with my problem
0: yeah that's true <laughs> should, should we talk about the book we read
1: uh, yes, as I told you earlier today, mm-hmm. minutes ago, I am flying to Los Angeles tomorrow, mm-hmm. and as is my tradition, headed into a long flight, I'm terrified of flying, um, mm-hmm. I I will not sleep, I do mm-hmm. not sleep, and last night I woke up around 1 a.m., read the entirety of this book, and went to bed around 4 a.m., mm-hmm. so it's all a little loosey-goose, Goosey. it's a little spotty, Okay. I don't know what's real. Don't know what's a dream. Okay. I'm like um, Leo DiCaprio in uh-huh. Inception. Boom. Wow. Yep. May I introduce the show before
0: we? But go I'm ahead here. Okay.
1: I'm operating on very little sleep, but I have the book in the old crank unit up here. Tanner, the Baby Nation doesn't give a shit about how
0: much sleep you got and what your professional obligations are. They just want to make sure you come in, you stamp your time sheet, you put your hard hat on,
1: and you talk about the book. I I tried very hard to cancel because I do have to get out of here early because I do have to pack and get ready for this Yeah, I got a lot
0: of plaintive texts from Tanner early this morning. Um, I was, I was trying to, to cancel,
1: and then the only way in which I could have canceled and us not miss an episode would, would be if I agreed to edit two in a row, Yeah, and that was not worth it to me. Yeah, it's like, I, I like you into a corner. Oh, I, I will do anything to avoid <laughs> editing two in a row. Hi, hi,
0: and welcome to the Babysitter's Club Club. Club. I'm Jack Shepard. And my name is Tanner Greenring. And we talk about the classic novels of... The Hand That Shakes. Anne Martin. Mm. Yep, Anne Martin. The Mother of Clocks.
1: Bane of Bats. The Soul Skinner. The Princess of the Prince of Towns. Stormborn. The Renegade Goddess.
0: Ooh, that's a new one. Uh, Just trying it on. That sounded pretty good. Yeah. Um, She is the first of her name and the last of her kind, and the last hope for humankind. But more importantly... She's the writer of the Great Sitters Cycle, which we are reading book by book, week by week, weaving our way to the fiery end of these girls. But right now, we've
1: read so many of them. We are. You ever, on- you ever take a step back, take the broad view, and just think, "Man, we've read so many of these goddamn books." I do. They often.
0: <laughs> I calcul- I recently calculated exactly how much money I've spent on Babysitters Club books in the last two years. Uh huh. <laughs> it made me feel really weird. It's like a couple grand a year, isn't it? Tanner, can I say the name of the um book? Yeah. Baby nation this week we read a book that was called Abby well, the Abby the bad spirit. I was going to say it bad actually. Bad sport. I don't just let me say it. It was called Abby the bad sport. Sport. Yep.
1: Okay. Abby's a dingleberry. Abby's her very books difficult. are her books are challenging. She's not a good person and she's a bad person and she makes a lot of decisions that I don't agree with. Yeah, this book could have been called Abby the bad person. Yeah. I think the last few books could have been called Abby the bad person. Frankly, this book could have been called Abby the bad soccer player. You know what I was thinking about today? I was like, "Oh, this is just the dark universe Abby." And I'm not going to explain what that means, baby nation. You should right. know by now, but And then I thought, "No, there is no dark universe Abby. Abby is the dark universe." Yeah. Think of she was introduced in book 90. Yeah. And the dark universe hit in book 100. Yes. There is no good Abby. There is no bright universe starring Will Smith and Joel Egerton. Abby. Right. There's just the dark universe Abby.
0: Yeah, Abby signals the coming of the dark timeline. The thing about Abby is that she's a twin to Anna, but she's also a twin to herself. She's fighting a dark side of herself. There's a good Abby in there. Like the concept of twinship is dear to Abby and we get lost in the fact that she's literally a twin but there's like there are twin sides of who she is. Mm, like Gemini. Like Gemini and this is what this novel, Abby the Bad Sport is specifically about. Is Abby wrestling with the dark side of herself and
1: frankly losing. I just don't think there's any light in her. Did you catch this passage right here? I fell asleep faster that night and slept better than I had in a long time. But then I awoke suddenly, as if something were wrong. Did I hear a strange noise? Was the house on fire? Oh, yeah. I tensed, listening, and sniffing. I think she's got this. She can She can portend doom.
0: Yeah, I noticed that. She specifically talks about waking up, and this is, we're going to describe this novel for you, Baby Nation, but uh, if you're lucky, you to, if if you're lucky, if you're fucking lucky, and if you ask nicely. But if you'll bear with us, we need to go over some elements of the text before we do that. It's the one good thing she does all book. She finally apologizes to this woman, Erin, whom she has wronged. Yeah. And she goes to sleep and she says, like, I finally was able to sleep easy for the first time since the incident. Right. And then she wakes up with a start and feels like something is wrong and she can't sense it. Right? Right. She doesn't know what it is. Yep. And then she just has this sense of, f- of fire, of flames. Of she a can, it's so crystal clear
1: that she can yeah. smell it.
0: She can smell the fire. Yeah. And then it just, Nola, this is a Nola Thacker book.
1: I, no- um, yeah? Jack just very briefly, not to interject, but I ain't a no Nola Thacker. Oh, really? Yeah. Um,
0: well, I don't know if you can help me with the problem that I'm having. What's that the problem? Case. I'm having a Thack attack.
1: Oh no, should I call the paramedics? Uh, yeah this is like that time watson almost died (laughs) is that what happened to him yeah he had a thack attack he had a thack attack he was shoveling the sidewalk yeah he had his headphones in he was listening to the hit podcast babysitters club (laughs) club and he had a thack attack right there that was a book that was
0: written by the entity known as jonna and malcolm and they really (laughs) screwed over their fellow ghostwriter nola thacker by refusing to add that into the plot
1: (laughs) they could have really advanced her brand um, that would be shooting themselves in the feet. <laughs> Good.
0: Yeah, so I'm having a Thack attack. Nola hit another Nolan one this week. Um, neither of us are Nola Thack girls. What the fuck are we talking
1: about? This book, she can smell fire on the she air. She can
0: smell fire. And Nola doesn't... I smell fire in the rain. That's not even. That's not even barely close to what that song is. <laughs> How does it really go? No, I am will not be baited into this. But what I'm saying is that she never resolves it. Abby just has this portentous sense of
1: burning. And then she's like, then I went back to sleep. She's like, I woke up. I smelled burning. Yeah. I remained calm. And I thought about the fiery wreckage and carnage that consumed my father when he died four years right. ago. Yeah. And then I went back to sleep. Yeah. Calmed. Calmed by the thought of my father <laughs> dying tragically in a car accident i I drifted drifted off to
0: sleep to a dreamless
1: sleep abby i'm worried about abby i'm very worried about abby she's a bad sport she's a stupid jerk and you're not supposed to call anyone stupid so i don't say that lightly
0: and if you feel like that's a little harsh baby nation well you've got another thing coming because guess who
1: calls someone stupid this week abby does abby does she calls a, a intellectually challenged woman stupid stupid can you believe that no. <laughs> Jack shakes his head on this audio medium. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm
0: aghast. Tanner, what about if we describe the book? So the Baby Nation can kind of uh, play along with us here. Um, okay. If you okay. think that's the wisest course of action. I think it's action. the wisest course of action. I'm going to describe the book, then I'll have you describe it. I think it's the
1: order of operations here. You know who I don't think is stupid? Who? You. Thank you. <clears throat> okay. I'm going <clears> to... <throat> Jack.
0: yes you want me to describe the book now because i'll do the bad clock afterwards for
1: you to describe it yeah no i was thinking maybe you'd want to reciprocate reciprocate Reciprocate. yeah no no i describe and then you describe sure right i think you know what i think you'll do a great job with your description because you are not stupid you are smart thank you i fucking appreciate that and
0: it's it's good that you finally said that okay um i'm gonna start i guess i'll start now yeah man go ahead and start now great you up the music, it's gone. Okay, on the field, she's trouble, off the field, she's worse. And the only thing more destructive than Abby Stevenson's corner kick is the way she handles interpersonal relationships part miracle, part prodigy, and all attitude. Abby's a virtuoso without virtues, a sensation with no sense, and a hot shot whose hot temper about to burn down everything that she's ever worked for. If you think that Abby couldn't possibly be more destructive when she's charging towards the goal, wait until you see what she does when she's benched. Abby, the bad sport.
1: Uh, loved it. Thanks.
0: Tanner, do you want to describe the book? Should we just get into that?
1: Yeah. Nah. Nah. Eh. Nah. nah. Not this a- week. Here's what I'm going to... Oh, shit, because you, it's like a fever dream for it's you. It's like a fever dream. I was, I was explaining to you before we started how I don't know what's real and what's not.
0: Great. Well, how about you try to confine yourself to your memories of what actually happened in this text? Okay. I'm going to throw
1: 60 seconds on this big, bad clock that I happen to have handy. Abby kisses a boy she likes, but then when she opens her eyes, it turns out it's her homeroom teacher.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. no i think that's that sounds like a dream you may have had and
1: she pulls away and she says sorry mom and everyone laughs (laughs) Uh uh-huh
0: then her teeth (laughs) fall out then her teeth fall out (laughs) yeah it's a really weird book
1: and then she falls she's like falling all of a sudden and like right when she's hitting hits the ground Mm -hmm. i shoot awake in bed whoa that's crazy jamie's like what is it i was like oh nothing i just had the weirdest dream yeah and like i've got the the book lying open in my lap
0: yeah, I feel like I don't even have to put 60 seconds on the big bad clock for that yeah, one. Yeah,
1: just describe the entire dream.
0: <laughs> or was it? Or
1: was it? No, it sounds like uh, that that was that's a not dream. what happened. Should I read? Should I do the book? I yeah. did actually read the book, and I did do it in the middle of the night last night.
0: Okay, I am going to put 60 seconds on this big bad clock. And during those 60 seconds, I would like for you to describe every single thing that happens in this novel. Tanner, are you ready?
1: I'm ready. I'd like for you to begin right now. Okay, Abby is on a soccer team. Uh, She was the lead striker on her team back in Long Island. Uh, She decides to join this team called the Special Unified Olympics, which pairs um, developmentally disabled athletes with able-bodied athletes, and uh, they play soccer together. They form a team called the S B united which is a pretty cool name for a girl soccer team um abby wants to be striker but coach woo won't let her she puts her on fullback instead which is humiliating for abby and she puts this other woman on on striker and she does a bad job and Abby's constantly trying to get ahead and kick the ball into the goal and she gets benched, so does the other woman, and then they learn to make up, and the B-plot is that they do a car wash to raise money so that the uh, Abby's animals can get jerseys.
0: And time. Lackluster. It was good. I got Lackluster. it all out.
1: I got it all out. There's, there's not- a sneaky C-plot about the Abby confronting the death of her father. Yes. But it's pretty inconsequential.
0: Let me give you... Baby Nation, a taste of what a difficult person Abby Stevenson was this week. Uh-huh. This is the first appearance of Erin, who is um, a perfectly friendly girl on Abby's soccer team, who is very talented at soccer and is given the center field position that Abby wants and scores a goal to help them win their first game, Uh-huh. after which they go to celebrate with some ice cream. That Aaron treats everybody to. But when Aaron turned to me and asked, What kind of ice cream do you want, Abby? I couldn't help myself. I snapped. I can order for myself! I'm not a baby! Aaron frowned. A hurt look came into her eyes. Then anger replaced it. Okay. She said. And turned back towards the
1: counter. This is the Abby that we're dealing with this week. Yeah. She's this like petty, childish, grumpy. What did uh, Anna Anna calls her out at the end. She says, "It's turned you into a real crank, a real crank." She's been a Dingleberry for books now. Right. This is not some new Abby. It's a difficult Abby
0: we experienced a couple of books ago in the novel Mind Your Own Business. Christy! So mm-hmm. I'm trying to hit that exclamation mark. Shall I do it? Let me take another one at it.
1: Did this one have uh, any punctuation in the title? No,
0: it's just called Abby the bad sport. Okay. But in the novel, mind your own business, Christy. If you'll remember, Christy had to expiate the loss of her father by symbolically killing, in a Freudian sense, her brother Charlie, who in mm-hmm. some ways acts has acted as her, a father her new father towards her. And mm-hmm. she has to kind of ha- cut the head off of that snake by telling him all the things that she wanted to say to her father about abandonment. Mm -hmm. And I think that Christy kind of got through that and worked through that in a kind of classic Freudian way that's probably good for her psychology. Abby, on the other hand, also has an absent father who she can never speak to uh, because he died in a car wreck when she was a young girl. A thought that still comforts her. A thought that still comforts her and helps her go to sleep at night. But she's internalized it. What I think has happened to her is that she's had to kill a part of herself to try to expiate that loss. A good part of herself, a pure part of herself, a noble part of herself.
1: Do you think somehow she was able to, in a a Jekyll and Hyde-like way, separate the goodness from the evil into two separate vessels, thus becoming... Abby and Anna. Abby and Anna. Why do you say it like that? uh non <laughs>
0: a b <bee> and non <laughs> Maybe nation
1: we're not gonna get into that we're not gonna get into that That's one or the other maybe that's what happened one creates one creates beautiful music yeah and one destroys people's self-esteem you're not wrong that's what happened this week anna is the creator anna is the creator yes but you can't have one without the other Look, where did we go off the rails with Abby? We lo- we loved her. I'm not sure we were talking. ever on the rails with Abby,
0: Jack. We loved her. We thought she was hilarious. She was. She is a delight. She's very funny. She does a, a tight 20 every week that that's how that's cloys. how the devil
1: gets you. yeah, with that charm with his blue suit and his pearly white smile, you know.
0: You know what it is, man. What? I don't know if you're ready to talk about this. and if you're not, just say so. And I obviously haven't been ready to talk about this. Uh-huh. It's why we haven't addressed it. Can I just? Can I just say it? Yeah, I'm just gonna say it.
1: I miss Dawn, man. But she's around. She was in the last book. It's not the same, though. It's not. She's. It's like a cameo. She made Marianne do that. The blood sport. We talked about that last time, right? I don't remember. It's your edit. <laughs> I have not started it yet.
0: Sure, she came back.
1: Yeah. But she was mentioned in this. She she um Abby made a snide comment about her starting a surfing league.
0: I just feel like you're not
1: addressing the
0: whole problem. I've
1: moved on, man. I've moved on. I've learned how to live without Dawn. I don't think you have and You know what? Now that we're now that she's not with us anymore, now that we're not confronted by her every week, I started to see a lot of Dawn's flaws.
0: Oh I see. Okay. So everybody's bad now to you, huh?
1: Yes. That's Don Dawn my point. went away
0: and abandoned you. Abby's not living up to your soccer
1: expectations. Down one way, abandoned me. And now she's like, she's a militant vegan, like environmentalist. Mm -hmm. Two things that I actually believe in, but she does it too much. Yeah, a little bit. She got bad. And I think it's the dark. I think, yeah, everyone is bad now, Jack. You know why? Because we're in the dark time. Because we're no longer in the bright universe starring Will Smith and Jolene. You know who, if everyone is bad, you know who's not bad? Stacy McGill uh she's still pretty bad though
0: good okay well baby nation i hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast about your favorite
1: books in which we stacy's okay don't like anyone anymore stacy's fine remember she broke up with robert and became a nerd she was fun as a math whiz yeah it was cool stacy's fine it's difficult well let's talk about shannon kilborn or the dog let's talk about kilborn okay let's talk about some associates Haven't seen Shannon in a minute. She is referenced in this text. Referenced. Referenced. She does not have a speaking role.
0: Well, here's what we learned about Shannon Kilborn. Yeah. This week. And I want to talk about Shannon
1: uh, because it seems like we're- The dog or Kilborn? The the Kilborn. Just say Shannon Kilborn then because there's two Shannons. Well, you could get it from context clues. I'm not good at that, Jack. (laughs) I know. My wife's editor's name is Tina- Okay. And the dog who lives across the hallway from us is called Tina. And when Jamie says, "Oh, I got edits back from Tina," I always have to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Do you mean the dog? Yeah. Or your editor? And who is
0: it? Is it always usually the editor? The editor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. But
1: I may. I she has to clarify Tina the yeah. editor. While well, your wife's writing is, you know what? May I give
0: your wife Jamie a compliment via uh-huh. this audio medium? Uh huh. I have read her writing, uh-huh. and it often sounds. Like it has been edited by someone who is not a
1: dog. A dog. Well, I'll let her know you said that. that. Can you
0: just pass that on to her?
1: Yep. Yeah. I'm sure she'll be excited to hear that. Good. Listen,
0: I want to talk what about- What were we sh- talking about? If you'll give me just like that tiny little bit of breathing room, I will introduce the topic. Is that, is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay i want to talk about shannon Kilborn. okay yeah you're just ready for it (laughs) i want to talk a little bit about shannon Kilborn because it sounds like we're going through a little bit of a rough patch with abby and we're taking it out on some of our beloved babysitters our beloved girls and i don't want to do that so maybe we can sidle into it by talking about an associate babysitter who is mentioned in this text in the following
1: way and whom we love whom we love she's got a ski slope nose yep blonde curly hair um Are you talking about the dog? No, the dog is a Bernese mountain dog. Okay. Do you see the pictures I'm showing you? Yeah. They're big. They're black, white, and brown. They have long fur cuties. Let me read you this passage. Yes. Of all the BSC members, Shannon
0: is probably the most school achievement oriented. Check this out. She's a member of the French Club, the Astronomy Club, of which she's the youngest member and the vice president, the Honor Society, and the debate team. And she participates in school plays. Tanner. Yes. What would you need all of those specific
1: skills for? French astronomy. I don't know the answer.
0: But it's a it's a weird regime that she's on. She Let's needs... list
1: them all again. French okay. astronomy.
0: French astronomy. Yeah. French astronomy. The honor society. I don't know what that is. Some secret society. The debate team. And she
1: participates in school plays. Dissembling, acting. French and astronomy is really tripping me up. She needs to know about the stars. But she needs to know about the stars in French. Yes. Les étoiles. Les étoiles. Yeah.
0: And she participates in school plays.
1: Well, okay. Okay. Jack. Yeah. I just, I got a through line here. Okay. There is a hit song mm. from a stage production musical. Yeah. About the French Revolution. Okay. It's actually not really about the French Revolution. Everyone just thinks it is. It's is about it the French student revolts. called Les Miserables. Yep. Astronomy, Stars. The song is called Stars. Okay. It's sung by Javert. Okay. A man of honor. Okay. And it's in a musical, a Broadway production. Okay. Is that it?
0: <laughs> well, so wait, let me ask you something. What's that play about? What's the impetus i haven't seen it what's the impetus for it what gets it going um
1: a man whose name is jean valjean mm-hmm. steals mm-hmm. a loaf of bread <laughs> and goes to jail
0: what do you want to rewind back and fucking say that again what did i say a man whose name is jean valjean steals <laughs>
1: <laughs> a loaf of bread okay <laughs> And he sings this beautiful, haunting tune. Right there, out in the darkness. Okay, I, don't, I don't want you to sing it. <laughs> I won't sing it, but you know it, Baby Nation. It's called "Stars," and that yep. is somehow what Anne and Nola are signaling to us by tying together these four interests of Shannon Kilborn. Shannon Kilborn, not to be confused with Shannon the dog. Right, hunting down anyone who dares to steal. loaf of bread hunting down a running fugitive fallen from god fallen from grace god be my witness i shall never yield till we come face to face okay so shannon killboard i feel like we've cracked that code she's some kind of bounty hunter for the french government it makes sense. We've talked about her, A Time to Kill Bourne, right? Yes.
0: We know that she's worked for the government in the past. We know that there are these French witch hunters who
1: have made their way back. Yeah, we don't hear a lot from them anymore, but maybe that's because they've got an agent in our midst, right. and we never well, even realized it before now.
0: It's good to see that Shannon is back on the side of the light. I just wanted to find something positive there um, amongst our precious babysitters. We're on the outs with Abby this week, but that doesn't mean that we need to be on the outs with everybody. Tenor. Who is knocking at the door? My door?
1: No, who's... Uh, who's The door to my office? Uh, you, did you hear the knocking sound? Yeah, it was just you knocking on your desk. <laughs> How do you know that? I saw you do it. Okay.
0: Now you can't see anything.
1: No, now I didn't see anything, so now I'm not quite sure. Who is it? Yeah. No, it's
0: not. You're supposed to say what door. Who's there? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who's knocking interrupting at the door? cow? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> interrupting cow? Who? In- interrupting cow? Who? Moo. That's the. I interrupted you by saying moo. I don't understand.
0: N- uh, knock knock. Okay, I'm knocking at the door. So what? Wait, you're knocking at the door? Knock knock. No, I'm knocking. I'm knocking. Knock knock. Uh, what are you knocking on? The door. What door? <laughs>
1: Claudia's closet. Claudia's closet. Moo. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you not know that
0: joke? No, but I just feel like it's not super relevant.
1: So you do know
0: it? No, I didn't know it until just now. I think you just I wouldn't. The, you wouldn't play with me. I understand the basic structure
1: of it. There's a cow. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Moo. No, you say interrupting cow. Who? And as you're saying it, I interrupt you and say moo. Okay. God.
0: It's like you've never heard a
1: knock-knock joke before. Let's try it again. Knock-knock. Moo. <laughs> <laughs> what's in? What's Claudia wearing this week? <laughs> it's fucking bananas.
0: It's fucking crazy what Claudia is wearing this week. Maybe they should... Claudia, th- I don't know. I feel like I say this every time we talk about Claudia's closet, but I think she has fully outdone herself oh, yeah. this week. Let me I didn't this capture passage. it as usual. Try, try to take it in. I feel like you probably thought this was one of your fever dreams.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I must be dreaming. That's too weird. Here's what here's what Nola
0: said this week about what Claudia was wearing. Claudia often wears her art on her sleeve, almost literally. On this, my first Monday back at the BSC, she was in a little crop top muscle shirt. <laughs> That she had batiked green and blue. Sorry?
1: That's just the beginning. She batiked it. What's batiking? I think it's got something to do with wax. <laughs> you know what? You and I are always wrong when we guess at like <laughs> textile industry terms. So let's not even guess.
0: Okay. She did something called batiking to it. She we don't know something what it is.
1: Batiking.
0: So she's got she got a crop top muscle shirt. She went to the store and she found a muscle shirt. She's like, nope, too and long. And she's like, do you have that in crop top? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, do you want to
1: wear this? She's like, no, 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 I'm going to batik it. <laughs> do you want to wear it out of the store? Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> no, 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 I'll be no. taking this home no. for to, to batik it. <laughs> I'm going to batik it, green and blue. The store clerk turns to the other store clerk and he's like, I don't know. I, I
0: think it has something to do with wax. <laughs> So she batiks a shirt. This is just a fucking beginning. She batiks a shirt, green and blue. She had sewed a bunch of buttons up the front as if it were a vest.
1: <laughs> Claudia. <laughs> Claudia.
0: She sewed <laughs> a bunch of buttons up the front as if it were a vest. She also has on skinny black shorts, one blue sock and one green sock. And How do you bl- spell batiking? B A T I K. <laughs>
1: batiking fabric
0: i'm even more confused baby nation tanner and i are both on pages for batiking now and (laughs) we're both pretty smart guys it involves glue i
1: don't know
0: i think you put glue on fabric i've got it i've got it this will this will help batik is made either by drawing dots and lines of the resist with a spouted tool called a canting (laughs) Or, or, so that's one way of doing it. There's another way of doing it, though. You can do it by printing the resist with a copper stamp called a cap, also spelled to Jap. Okay.
1: Well, that clears everything up.
0: Yeah. So that's what she did to the shirt. She's like, y'all got that muscle shirt in crop top? And they were like, (laughs) "Uh they're like,
1: no, you have to do that yourself. She's like, fine. Do you at least have a (laughs) Jap? Yeah. Could you just heat up some wax for me
0: (laughs) Uh, while I cut off this muscle shirt into a crop top? I guess I'll batik it myself. Okay. So she batikes the shirt. She puts it on. She's got... Then she sews a bunch of buttons up the front to make it look like a vest. Claudia just get a vest just buy a vest she shows a bunch of buttons up the front as if it were a vest she also had on skinny black shorts one blue sock and one green sock and black doc martens with one blue shoelace <laughs> on the foot with the green sock and one green shoelace on the foot with the blue that's sock. cool that actually sounds. that cool. actually is fucking <laughs> cool okay that's not all her long black hair had been gathered into a single braid. A blue ribbon with more buttons attached to it was woven into the braid. Her earrings, Tanner? Buttons.
1: Buttons? <laughs> buttons. She's, like a, she's, like she's like a super She's like a super She's like the buttoness. Suck puppet, man.
0: <laughs> Dumb. Claudia, well, you look like a fool. No. Actually, Tanner, you're wrong. Because on anybody else, it might not have worked, but on Claudia with her creamy no, skin, dark brown eyes and artistic easy grace, it
1: looked terrific. Uh, I'll so, it looks good. I, see it. I want to see it. I still can't even quite wrap my head around batiking. so So that's what Claudia was wearing this week. Do you um Jack, what's that sound? What, what sound? Um it sounds like <laughs>
0: IP Freely.
1: Oh, it sounds like it sounds like we have too many segments. <laughs> <laughs> I took three notes, Jack. Okay. And one of them was IP Freely. Good. So you better let me just have it. You care to explain what that is? IP Freely, Baby Nation, is a segment we have where we explore whether or not intellectual property law has been violated, either by Ann M. Martin and Scholastic, Inc., Mm -hmm. or by another entity upon Anna Martin and Scholastic, Inc. This week, I believe, it is the latter. Mm -hmm. Shannon, come back, David Michael cried. Sorry, this is the dog.
0: Yeah, sorry, thank you.
1: Shannon, the dog, Mm -hmm. come back, David Michael cried. Shannon, the dog, ignored him. She pushed the ball ahead of her with her nose straight towards the field. The referee blew his whistle, and the game began again. One of the kickers sent a long pass downfield. Her left wing ran after it, never taking her eyes from the ball. She didn't even see Shannon. No, shouted Christy and half a dozen other fans and players, but it was no use. The wing tripped over Shannon and went flying through the air. Shannon spun around with a yelp of surprise. I'm sorry, David Michael panted, his face very red. The wing sat up. Shannon licked her chin, and the girl began to laugh. Wow, that was an amazing tackle. The referee ran to them. Which team is this dog registered to play on? Classic, he asked. David Michael looked anxious. "Uh, She's not on a team, but she's an SB United Booster Club member. If she's not registered, she can't play, said the referee. His face serious, but his eyes crinkling at the corners with suppressed laughter. She'll have to leave the field. Good. Great passage. Great passage and literally the plot of Airbud Colon World Pup. Wow. When did that come out? Let's look it up. If Tanner was better at this, he would have had it on hand. But he's excused because he probably made this note at three in the morning. Two thousand, Jack. Two thousand? Years after this. Many years after this. This is Airbud 3. God. As you'll know. Who who directed that? Who
0: directed that? I want to address them personally. I'll tell you.
1: Bill Bannerman. Bill it Bannerman? Like a, it sounds like a deep voice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> character. <laughs> uh, hello, this is Bill Bannerman. <laughs> Mr. Bannerman? Uh, yes.
0: You craven? <laughs> cowardly.
1: Pusillanimous wretch. Do you know what sport Airbud was playing in Airbud One? Basketball. Correct. Do you know what sport Airbud was playing in Airbud Two? The Golden Receiver. Football. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the context. Tragically, Jack, I'm not sure if you knew this, mm-hmm. uh, Buddy died after the production of Golden Receiver. So it's actually a new Buddy in Airbud Three colon World Pup. This sucks. <laughs> this is
0: such a fucking bummer.
1: Dogs die, Jack. Baby yeah. Nation, last time Jack was in town, we watched The Shape of Water together, and Jack literally stormed out of the room when the alien monster ate a cat halfway it's through. It's a
0: fucking cat murder movie. This isn't really a spoiler for Shape of Water. It's just like a apparently an incidental thing that happens in the movie. The monster but eats a cat. The Oscars this year honored... With their best picture, a movie about cat murder, a cat murder movie, a cat murder film. It's going to spawn a whole new genre. It's a heartwarming film about a fish that kills a cat.
1: I've seen your cats eat cockroaches. Don't fucking put this on, Jenkins. Don't you (laughs) fucking dare. It's the same thing. It's an animal eating another animal. Well, at least I don't
0: sit and fucking entertain myself by watching cat murder movies. You literally do. Well, I didn't You were in my apartment. I didn't know it was gonna be in it. Anyway, Baby Nation. Trying to bring us back to the point here. The point is that
1: Airbud is dead. Bill Bannerman stole the plot of his movie, Airbud World Pup. He's with Louie now. And he disgraced the honor of Buddy. Oh, what? And Louie. Okay, Mr. Bannerman. Mr. Bannerman. Yeah, Bill Bannerman. Let me ask you
0: this, Bill. May I call you Bill? Please. Mr. Mr. Bannerman. Probably better.
1: Mr. Bannerman, let me ask you this. Let me see what up what else he's directed.
0: Can I ask Mr. Bannerman something?
1: Oh, please. Ooh. <laughs> 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 he directed a movie called Chill Factor, which looks good. Oh, that sounds cool. You know what else he directed? That what? fake boy band show, Together. Okay. Do you remember that? No. It was on MTV, they were a fake boy band.
0: Okay, we're getting now we've now this here's the thing, Tanner, and you don't know this, but I keep track of how many steps we've strayed from the text. Uh-huh. And we were playing in a dangerous space <laughs> with uh Airbud three. We're in the
1: Bannerman universe. But now. I was
0: allowing it and then you went one step too far. You wanted to talk about some fucking boy band show. And now now you what well, you know what your punishment is? We're what? coming right back. Let's talk about the text. We're no more
1: Airbud. Okay. Bill Bannerman stole it. Nope. It's over. My closing argument is that Bill Bannerman stole it.
0: Yeah, fuck that dude. He killed this fucking dog. This golden receiver.
1: This golden receiver.
0: And then he was like... What's that sound?
1: What? Do you hear that? No. What is it? No, it sounds like... Boom! IP Freely. <laughs> Happened again. Two times, one book. What? Yeah, can you believe it? Why? The stars were a good team. <laughs> But our front line was faster than their defense. It wasn't long before Annalise sent a short chip forward over the fullback's head. JoJo followed it and basically ran it into the goal, falling over the goalie in the process. The crowd rose to its feet. Yellow card, I breathed.
0: Oh, is that the Stephen King novel?
1: No, the seminal pop punk band of the early 2000s, Yellow Card. Yellow Card. If I could find you okay. now, this would get better. Everybody knows it. Everybody we knows can't talk it. about it it's forever. Thank you, Tanner. So, this book came out in 1997. Yellow Card wasn't around until the mid-aughts. Wow. The court rules in favor of Anne M. Martin in both lawsuits. That is incredible. We expect the <laughs> members of the band Yellow Card and Bill Bannerman... To assemble any damages owed my client, I will of course take a small commission.
0: So what you're saying here, Tanner, is that sometime, let's say around the year 1999, yep. William Bannerman, failed director <laughs> of some boy band uh-huh. TV I, show,
1: I bet he wouldn't think it was a failure. But. Is
0: sitting around probably smoking dope. Are you kidding me? 1999, he's probably smoking meth. Smoking meth, probably. With Ryan Key, Sean Mackin, Ryan Mendez, and Josh Portman. Yep. At this point, just a bunch of dudes from uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Yep. <laughs> and they're like, we're 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 running into creative trouble. Mm-hmm. That's I just, I'm just trying to picture the scene. Yep. You're running doing a good job.
1: It, You're painting a beautiful picture. Creative trouble. Yep. Then Bannerman. It's yep. probably
0: Bannerman. You know it's Bannerman. Bannerman, I, you know Bannerman reaches into his fucking fanny pack.
1: Yep. 1999. They're like, huge.
0: <laughs> pulls out pulls out a dog-eared copy of Abbey the Bad Sport. He's like, "Oh, what's this?" Yeah. And then those five dudes sitting there read the whole fucking thing. Yep. They're smoking a lot of a lot of meth. A lot of meth. And Bill Bannerman's like, "I've got an idea." Bannerman's like, "I have an idea for Airbud 3." Yep. And, and the Ryan, other four dudes. Ryan Key's like, didn't that dog die, man?
1: <laughs> uh huh. But Bannerman's like, I don't give a shit. Bannerman just, he shit. just, he's out of there. He's he's already, <laughs> he's already got a studio booked. Yeah, he's got a freshly non-dead dog cast. <laughs> and the other four, like, he just throws the book down. He's like, I gotta go. Yeah. And the other four pick it up, and they're like. <sife novelty music> They're like blah 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 blah, make it better. What should we call this band? Wow! Did you know this is true? Yeah. The first name for the band Yellow Card was uh, Abby the Bad Sport. Was it really? Yeah. I did That's not know that. Absolutely true. Yeah. Wow! I didn't know that. Now you know.
0: Yeah. Um, that would have been a good thing to bring up up
1: top. Yeah, I just I thought you knew. Yeah, I didn't. Tanner, what if we take a break? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. Okay, you say goodbye. You say
0: goodbye. Just fucking say goodbye. Oh, great. He hit pause. Okay. And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, a dilly dilly, my lord. (laughs) Oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, BetterHelp, uh, where we help evil betters to um, make small, lucrative bets on extremely wicked outcomes. Uh, like, for instance, I bet that I can accidentally put my own bag on the weighing area of your self-checkout at the grocery store so you have to call someone over to make the machine work again. Well, basically, since you asked, it's going uh, pretty badly um, because apparently the name of our company sounds too much like the name of our sponsor, BetterHelp. See, it's pronounced completely differently. They're online therapy that will uh, pair you with a licensed therapist in no time at all. Um, And in addition to not even really sounding the same as our evil company, BetterHelp is easy to use, it's entirely online, and they are super flexible, so it's no problem to fit them into your own schedule, which is completely the opposite of how we do it. Anyway, everyone's saying that we shouldn't use the name, which causes me, grief, anxiety, self-esteem, and LGBT matters. And to make matters worse, um, I can't even get therapy for this stuff because I don't believe that men need therapy because I'm evil. If you're ready uh, to give online therapy a try, though, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bedfellows.
1: We're back. We did it. Back. We did it. Took a brief break. Too far into the
0: episode. Abby is bad this week, and there's no way to sugarcoat that. She is put on defense, and her soccer skills fall apart, and she hogs the ball, tries to score goals when everybody else is trying to play as a team, and the other teams just monopolize on that hole
1: in the back three. Mm Mm-hmm. A Big yeah. hole in the back three and dropped, dropped those balls in the They binnet. went full coverage on the big hole in the deep three. Yep,
0: yeah, that's good. That's how you say soccer stuff. And then, as a B plot, Abby fails to go visit her father's grave. Fun, fun B plot. And yeah, C plot. C plot. The C plot is that Abby refuses to go visit her father's grave
1: this week. I got peanut butter in my mouth like a dog i'm sitting here like just trying to get it out of my i'm like good good tanner has peanut butter we took a break took a brief break and i uh took the opportunity to eat a peanut butter oreo while well, my mouth was just full of peanut butter we took a brief break and during that brief break I was like, Let's talk about this sensitive
0: topic of Abby visiting her father's grave and ultimately not being able to. And you were like, I will I might, but I might also do this peanut butter thing that I have <laughs> got kind of
1: prepared. I will I'm willing to do that, but I am also gonna eat some peanut butter <laughs> and really struggle with it. <laughs> Good. And
0: I feel like you know what I feel like, Tanner? I feel like we got we managed to do both. Yep, and that's what teamwork is. You know, that's you know what? A
1: rare talent.
0: That's what can uh, can I bring this back to the text? Mm-hmm. That's what that's the lesson that Abby ultimately learns in this book. Is you got your you got your striker right? You got your striker. Yep. You got your guy who's sitting
1: up there just you, they're, chewing they're the peanut up there. butter.
0: Oh no, I was gonna can I I was gonna <laughs> say it a different way. I think you got your striker, who's the guy who's like, okay, there's this really important subplot in the in the novel where uh, Abby fails to visit her father's grave and we need to visit that with tenderness we need to talk about that with tenderness and with grace and kind of really bring it to life for the readers and then mm-hmm. you got your you got your stoppers or your sweepers who mm-hmm. just get out of position backs the fullbacks they're running all over the field and they're like oh i got peanut butter in my mouth oh my <laughs> can't chew right oh that you know crazy? that's you need both to make it can you can't you can't do it unless you have both of those yeah. things can i talk to you about a little time walker known as jackie Radalski?
1: sure do you want to do it by first introducing our hit segment <gasps>
0: track-, track-, track and jackie <laughs> would you say it we have to go back
1: okay? you just say it track and Jackie. i think it's okay to take a breath <laughs> we
0: have to go back no whistles and bells so you gotta take a breath <gasps> track and jackie track, track- and jackie Tenor, I would love for you to explain to the new baby bees not why they are bees, because we don't owe them that.
1: We don't owe you anything. You haven't earned that. You haven't earned that, but we will tell you what Track of Jackie is. It's a segment where we talk about Jackie Radowski, who is a being outside of time, who is capable of walking through the temporal plane. He lives out... Two lifetimes in each book that he is mentioned in, one as a boy in Stony Brook uh, whose experiences mirror his timeless celestial being life where he is blipping through time, mm-hmm. living out entire lifetimes that are informed by whatever situation he is living in the present. And the only way that manifests itself
0: in Stony Brook for the eyes of the citizens of Stony Brook is he appears to be accident-prone. Because he blips in and out of time, and the loss of seconds caused him to trip over.
1: But in those seconds, he is living out an entire lifetime.
0: And in those seconds, he is living out an entire lifetime. Tanner, why don't you read us the passage from the novel that I am referring to?
1: Okay, so I'm going to be on the actual present.
0: Yeah, you, you stick on the Stony Brook, Connecticut present side of this.
1: And Not too I complicated. Will... I'm still dealing with the peanut butter situation over here, so I don't want to get too floral with my like, language. Yeah. Uh,
0: and I am like a striker doing his delicate dance in the goalie box,
1: weaving in and out of defenders. Claudia and the rest of the BSC members were congratulating themselves on washing so many cars and making so much money without any major disasters. But just then, she heard Jackie shout. Claudia turned as Jackie, whose foot had somehow gotten stuck in one of the buckets, stumbled backwards. He crashed into Mal and grabbed her. They both fell and Mal let go of the hose as she went down. Water sprayed everywhere. Drenching Claudia... And everyone else who is standing nearby. Blip!
0: The year is 2048, and the desert planet Earth shows no signs of life throughout much of its parched and desiccated landmass. The only remaining holdout of what we used to call civilization is in the unlikely stronghold of the Midwestern United States, Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, to be precise. (laughs) where a brilliant scientist named Jackie Radowski has kept a town full of children alive in the drought through a newly developed technique for recycling wastewater. But in his zeal to save the town, Radowski never anticipated the marauders. And as word got out about Jackie's miraculous invention, the crazed survivors of the water wars known as water warriors have been amassing on the borders of Wisconsin. Water
1: warriors? Water warriors. You said water warriors the first time. I They're didn't worrying I said, about it. The survivors of the water wars. No wars. As the, war.
0: Now you've got me all mixed up.
1: Wars.
0: Do you want it, Why don't you just take wow. a, another spoonful of peanut butter?
1: I'm a warrior. I'm <laughs> gonna win.
0: <laughs> just put some peanut butter on a cracker. And mm. Eat it up while I finish talking about. I'm this. good. Okay. The crazy survivors of the water wars, known as the water warriors. That's how you say it. Warriors. Yep. You're doing good. You're doing good. You're doing good. Keep it up. Have been amassing on the borders of Wisconsin, making their way for the last oasis on the continent. Water skirmishes on the outskirts of town have already claimed lives, and Jackie's last-ditch effort to save his people is as crazy as his last one was brilliant. Landmines around his beautiful water towers. Mutually assured destruction. And so, here we are now, at Jackie's last stand. On one side, a horde of water warriors, thirsty for battle. On the other, Jackie Radowski and a few ragged children, desperate to save themselves. Behind him, enough explosives to utterly destroy the sorry remains of the human race, once and for all. And just as the circle begins to close in on him, Jackie Radowski makes the biggest mistake of his life. He steps backwards and triggers an explosion, and the last thing he will ever hear is the famous battle cry of the water warriors.
1: Blip, water fight, bellowed Adam. He seized his bucket of rinse water and hurled it at his brother's. That was all it took, and no time flat, soapy water, soggy towels, and screaming kids had filled the driveway. The driveway filled with the remains of
0: the screaming children. <sighs> what a thing for Jackie to come back to.
1: Just, can you imagine, just, you're you're choking in the, the parched desert, and you've got this water, but you know it's so precious, and you can just, you can't drink it, you just have to hoard it. God. And then you come back, you 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 die. You die in a fiery explosion and the last of humanity is gone. And you're just surrounded by laughing children spraying water as though it were nothing.
0: This child, man. No wonder he's so troubled. I'm hoping that one day Ann or Nola or whoever will do one where he just kind of finds peace.
1: I agree, Jack. I think if Jackie could find peace mm-hmm. now things would get better mm-hmm. and he could Why are you talking leave this town of stony brook jack and mm-hmm. run forever mm-hmm. and he would let the waves crash down okay it's weirdly poetic and just take him away
0: is that i can only guess is that a the lyrics to a yellow card song
1: there's a place of you that's here with me. It's everywhere I go. It's everything I see. When I sleep, I dream, and it gets me by. I can make believe that you're here tonight.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, yellow card.
1: If I could find okay. you now, things would get better.
0: Thank you, thank you. Yellow card, yellow card, yellow card. Ocean Avenue, Ocean Avenue. A lot of people don't know this, Uh band was originally called Abby the Bad Sport. Uh, <laughs> it's and a little their, factoid for you, Baby Nation. Their hit album, Ocean Avenue, uh, it was inspired by a novel uh, from their yeah. favorite author, Nola Thacker. And
1: they actually have a long history with famed director Bill Bannerman. Bannerman. yeah, Yep. 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 <laughs> Look it up. Look it up Look it on up.
0: Wikipedia. <laughs> it's all there. Um. Tenner, I want to talk to you about these fucking scholastic fucking lawyers. Okay, let me read you this what, passage. What, how did they harm you? I want to read you this passage from. Well, I don't know how they've harmed me. They're listening
1: in right now. Yeah. So, hello, guys. Hello, guys. Um, we get it. You're very powerful. Abby's mom this week is throwing her weight around. She's an executive. She's she an, an executive has an assistant.
0: Ed- A quote-unquote major publishing company based in New York. We get it. We get it. Sent to watch over us and make sure we're not doing anything untoward. And look what she fucking does this week. I sat up and glared at my mother as if she were an enemy soccer player in my territory. This is Abby's mom is trying to persuade Abby and Anna that after all these years, it's time for them to finally accept their father's death go visit the grave and in the meantime have an afternoon with their paternal grandparents who they haven't seen in a long time she takes them out to a fancy italian dinner restaurant. in an,
1: an italian restaurant in new york Spagos. the sparros did you say <laughs> i said Spagos, but then i realized that that i think that's in la
0: and <laughs> said sparros i like the idea that you think that a fancy That's, Italian restaurant it's Sparrows. is Sparrow's. <laughs>
1: you had their pizza? You are
0: like, you were reading it during your fever dream it's last night. a real night. New
1: York slice. Ah, forget about it. Three
0: in the morning, and you were like, a fancy Italian restaurant in New York. I think I've been there. It's it's in uh, it's in Penn Station.
1: Yeah. It's in the food court. They have it's the kind finest- of a little gem. It's a little like Ichiro Dreams of Sushi. It's kind of like... <laughs>
0: Not a lot of people know about it. It's just yeah. us New Yorkers. It's kind of underground. You got to go underground in Penn Station. There's always a really long line. But when you get to you the front of the classic line.
1: classic New York slice. Forget it's a about classic it. classic New York slice. Sparrows. It's called Sparrows. Sparrows. Uh, uh, those old <laughs> Sicilian names. Sparrows. So they, go, <laughs> so they
0: go to the Sparrows in Penn Station, Tanner, just to try to speak your language here. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and Abby's mom is like y'all let's go visit your dad's grave (laughs) y'all I sat up and glared at my mother as if she were an enemy soccer player in my territory you can't bribe me with dinner like I'm one of your stupid authors that's what we know from this text that is what Nola and Ann are telling us for some reason is that one of this Abby's words, not mine. The stupid authors has You're been. You're not supposed to call
1: people stupid. Abby's words, not mine, has been bribed. Oh, oh, dinner message received Anne. I don't know who it is. <laughs> There's a prominent scholastic author, right? Who has taken bribes, right? From the, from the executive editor of Scholastic,
0: right? So we can't trust everything that we read. Is it Pete? I think we can trust is anything. Is it the entity? It's is it Pete. Nola herself? Would Nola reveal it in her book? We can rule out Nola. Is it Ellen Miles? I don't think so. That's what Nola wants us to think. One of these fuckers has taken bribes
1: burn of the week jack did you have one this week i know i kind of i i <laughs> used a deep inhale coming off a shocked yeah you like really, an expression of shock i'm a man
0: tanner who likes a seamless transition from one conversation to the next it's like okay let me get let me let me paint you a picture you know uh you know how on any team, you got one one person who's like, like doing like the work, up, like the work up front, where they're like kicking the ball and the goal and like yeah, passing the that's ball.
1: That's me. That's me in this scenario. And then now I'm the striker. I'm up there like
0: introducing new segments, right.
1: zigging and Boom, zagging, zigging and
0: zagging. Yeah, you got that on any team. But you also have you have I call them the peanut butter chewers. Yeah, that's you in this the, scenario. The, the the folks who were just
1: like, well, I'm gonna melt, <laughs> boom, boom bro, bro, I can't tell you, i gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna join you on bird of the week <laughs> this week just because <laughs> you, you got there in an unorth- unorthodox way.
0: <laughs> and so, but the thing is, and this is the point, and this is the lesson I want Baby Nation to take. Yeah, you need both of
1: those. You need both of those. You need for a good both team.
0: of those for a good team. May I go? What go what? May I do my Burn of the oh, Week? Oh, we're in the segment? I didn't even say it.
1: Oh, you missed your chance. Burn of the you Week! Know, you, you miss every shot you don't take, Jack. It's my
0: edit, Tanner, so I'm going to do all the cool sound effects around when I said it. <laughs> burn of the Week!
1: <laughs> your one's going to sound dumb. You may now say it. Fortunately, I didn't mention a bogus, bad ankle to Anna or Mom when I told them I'd lost the game. Anna took the news lightly. Hey, she said, how'd you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice. It's a dumb old joke, but one that we usually laugh at. I didn't laugh. I said, Carnegie Hall doesn't rank with me, Anna. Thanks all the same. Anna's brows drew together in a frown. You know what, Abby? You're turning into a real crank. Maybe this unified team soccer isn't right for you. Why don't you just go to to Carnegie Hall? I retorted and left her standing in the kitchen, looking bewildered and (laughs) angry. I feel like that's not Abby's finest. I don't think so either, but I think it's a burn that we could bring into... I think we could, we together, Baby Nation and Jack, could make it a burn. Why don't you just go to Carnegie Hall? Go to Carnegie Hall. Go it's to the new. Hall. It's the new fuck off. Oh, okay. Hey, buddy, go to Carnegie hey. Hall. <laughs> Forget it. Go to Carnegie Hall. I'm biking. Some guy cut, like, swerves into the bike lane, and I'm like, ah, go to Carnegie Hall. <laughs> don't you mean go to hell? <laughs> no. No. No, specifically,
0: we want you to go to the nice concert hall uptown. (laughs) Practice. Practice.
1: (laughs) It's a great time. The tickets are expensive, but you're going to love the performances. I saw a show there once. It was beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful stage. Can
0: I tell you my burn? Yep. So this is after the moment that you and I have both alluded to many times, where Abby finally crosses a line that she can never uncross, and she calls her soccer colleague... As they say in the soccer business, she calls her soccer oh her teammate
1: actually yes yeah she calls some her, people say in England they say they call soccer. it football yeah and they call it a soccer colleague yeah yeah
0: <laughs> it's very confusing but here you say you would say teammate yeah she calls you say
1: soccer and we say teammate yeah and then we they say, say but in England football they say, and they say football and they, say they say soccer colleague
0: it's yeah once you get it through your head it, it's easy but yep okay she calls her teammate Aaron stupid right. You went too far, Abby. You went too far, Abby. You went too far.
1: You don't call anyone stupid. Don't call
0: anyone stupid. Especially when you're on a Special Olympics team. Yeah. (sighs) Abby, you know what? Abby,
1: you're stupid. Okay, now
0: you went too far. (laughs) But she calls herself stupid. No, but you went too far. Sorry, Abby. I respectfully withdraw my comment. Okay, let me say the thing, the burn. I sat up to find that Erin was already sitting up. She looked at me. We stared at each other for a long, long moment. What are you doing here? I asked at last. Why aren't you eating pizza with the team? I didn't feel like it, I guess, Aaron answered. Another moment of silence followed. Then I said, I want to apologize. At the same time, Aaron said, I'm sorry. We stopped. I said, I didn't mean to interrupt you or anything, but I just wanted to say that I've been a big stu- I mean, super jerk. (laughs) Aaron grinned suddenly. It's okay. You can
1: call yourself a stupid jerk. Right. And I did call Abby a stupid jerk. Well, and you shouldn't have. But Aaron said I could. No.
0: Okay. Aaron said it's okay for... It. I
1: don't want to have to explain this to you. <sighs> don't call anyone stupid, Baby Nation. It's mean.
0: Don't call anyone stupid, Baby Nation. We've. And if up. you do...
1: Yeah. Go to Carnegie Hall. Go to Carnegie Hall. Put some, put some more peanut butter in your mouth. Stick it up your Carnegie Hall.
0: No, that doesn't work. Baby Nation, that is all the time
1: we have. It's more today. it's more time
0: than we had. It's more fact. than all the time that we have. <laughs> please remember to write us a nice review on iTunes. It means the world to us. Yes, please. And, and don't forget to share this podcast with a friend.
1: Oh, Tanner, you remember to say Bill that, Bannerman? You know, <laughs> yeah, that was Bill Bannerman. <laughs> it's he such s- an honor to have you on the show, sir. <laughs> yeah. And
0: if you share this podcast with a friend... Wait, is Yellow Card here? Yellow Card? <laughs> Holy shit! Punk, punk sensation Yellow Card? <laughs> We're so lucky to have so many celebrity guests. I'm sorry, Baby Nation, I'm sorry Tanner couldn't say his part of the thing that he says. He, it just took a huge mouthful. Peanut butter. <laughs> But you know what, Tanner?
1: What, Jack? Um, You're really stalling for time. We're over. I was supposed no, to I be. No, I know. I'm just trying to remember how I ago. get out of here.
0: Uh, oh yeah, let's get the fuck out of here.
1: We're. I'm out.
0: Okay, baby nation. This week we read a book. It was called Abby the Bad Sport. Next week we're reading a book. I'm looking forward to it. It's called Stacy's Secret Friend.
1: <laughs>
0: that's gonna be good yeah i wonder gonna if be... anyone
1: else can see this friend
0: oh i don't know i cannot wait i'm looking forward to it it's the dark timeline stacy's good abby's bad stay tuned in the meantime i have been jack alexander Shepard,
1: and i'm tanner Claudia
0: claudia's wearing a bra now the way she talks you would think the boys had just been
1: Swivel the mic around, or the the computer.
0: You want to talk to him? Mm.
1: Cyril, young man, please avoid making any sounds.
0: All right, I'm going to position it so you can
1: see him. (laughs) Look at him. He's so curious. Huh? What is Uh? this? Huh? Uh? Who's that? That's Uncle Tanner. Hi, little man. All right, Cyril,
0: now stay quiet, because Daddy's doing his podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jack, we almost forgot what i tanner Greenring, and i'm a jack shepherd would love to wish a happy 23rd birthday to baby b laney mm-hmm. at laney rye rhi on twitter mm-hmm. laney we love you and we kiss you and happy birthday yeah we didn't get you anything well we uh, got you this message on our podcast oh yeah we got you something and it's
0: this happy birthday
1: you tweeted us and you said you would love nothing more so yeah any other gift you receive from family or loved ones yeah i assume will pale in comparison to this birthday message will have paled will have paled in comparison to this birthday message to this birthday message love you and i kiss you happy birthday this will never happen again baby nation <laughs> goodbye
0: that was a headgum podcast